Welcome back to another episode of A Gift from Adversity. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Julie Love. I'm your host. Today we have an exciting guest, but before I introduce my guest, I want to introduce my book, which is the same title as this podcast. It's called A Gift from Adversity. And this book came in 2020. It's available on Amazon. The subtitle of this book is Overcoming Sexual Abuse, Domestic Violence, Bullying, and Homelessness. This is about my life in Japan, but also some of the experiences that I had in America and then some tools to overcome adversities. So please check it out. Today, we are recording episode 118. And I'm very grateful to have another guest. So let's invite him. Hi, Todd. Thank you very much for coming in today. Uh, thank you for being here with us. Yeah, thank you for the invite and uh, looking forward to it for sure. Absolutely. So before we get started for the main questions, can you tell us who you are? where you're coming in from today, and then what you do, and if you have any website or social media people can follow. Yeah, so my name is Todd Baker, and um, my company is called Project Nine Life, and I am a transformation coach. Um, The easiest way to get a hold of me is to just go to my website, which is projectninelife.com. It's got all the information on there as well as links to be able to look at the programs and kind of get get some information on who, you know, kind of some background on what uh, what we offer. So. And which state are you coming in from? I'm sorry. I'm in uh, I'm in Denver. Okay, wonderful. We are I'm in Massachusetts. So welcome. Yeah to have you so um let's dive into our first question which is adversity so can you tell our audience what was your adversity yeah so my adversity was basically (laughs) for lack of a better term looking in the mirror and not liking what i see um and you know just wanting to get healthy and it was based on the fact that I've got a two kids. I got a 15 or 19 year old and a, or an 18 year old and a 16 year old. And, uh, I wanted to get healthy to be able to spend time in my life and, you know, spend, spend days with them, um, and be able to be active with what they're doing. So, um, you know, I had to get healthy for the short term and the long term uh, to be there for them, um, you know, for the rest of their life. So what do you mean by healthy? What were you recovering from health issue? Well, it wasn't necessarily an issue. It was basically I just I was I wasn't active. Uh, I wasn't eating right. Um, you know, I was just out of shape and not able to, to be active with, with my kids and what they were doing. And, um, you know, I was spending time 
you know, they, they would be out and doing stuff and hanging out and, you know, being active with their sports, with their activities and everything like that. And I wasn't able to be active with them um, because I wasn't, I, you know, I wasn't spending my life the right way in terms of my eating habits, my, my health habits, and as well as my physical habits. So you said your kids are teens and prior to that, like when you were growing up, now before you had a kid, did you have these kind of issues and notice or you just suddenly kind of opened your eyes, kind of realized no, it was, you know, it was just, it was slowly but surely over time. You know, it's like, you know, as I got older and, um, you know, my kids grew, it was just slowly but surely, like, I got out of shape. I got, you know, started eating worse. Um, you know, they kept being active and I wasn't. Um, so it was just kind of a slow but sure degrade, basically, for lack of a, of a better term, in terms of my health and my um, my wealth within my life. And, um, you know, finally it got to the point to where, you know, I just looked in the mirror one day and I was like, I, I didn't like at all what I saw and who I, who I had become. So when you are growing up, teenager, uh, maybe elementary school going back, were you active? Were you eating healthy? Or like when you were growing up, you kind of started that kind of habit too? Yeah, I mean, like I played I played high school baseball. I played high school football. Um, you know, as a young adult, like I was still active and, um, you know, I was – still doing things on a daily basis and it was just you know as i got older um you know i just found myself being less and less and less active in my life um and it wasn't that i was necessarily doing bad things um like in terms of you know, drinking or anything bad like that. It's just, I wasn't staying healthy, um, both short and long term. And it just kind of started to go downhill, um, in terms of what, what my life was becoming. Um, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't like, a all of a sudden, you know, I was fine. And then I wasn't fine. It was more, as I, you know, as I got a little bit older, I just got a little bit worse, a little bit worse, a little bit worse until ultimately that day came where I looked and I was like, you know, this is not going, this is not going the right way. Well, thank you very much for sharing that, Todd. Um, do you recall, you said you're active in high school football, and baseball, that's a lot of activities and lots of athletic movements. Do you recall at some point, like age-wise, like maybe when you are 25, 28, can you pinpoint some of the 
error that you started to not be as active with as when you were in high school or a young adult? Yeah, it was like, you know, I was in my 20s, probably, or it's probably about in my 30s, I guess, when I stopped being as active. And, um, you know, I just kind of felt myself as I got older, because now I had kids, um, you know, so it was like, uh, you know, I, I was finding myself busy with them and less active with them because, you know, I was more, you know, just spending more and more time because I had kids and, you know, just being able to be active with them. But kind of that, that tipping point was, um, you know, I was in my low thirties when that's when, you know, I looked in the mirror one day and that was my moment of, you know, oh God, like this is, this is, this is not what I want in, out of my life. Um, so it, you know, it started with probably in my thirties and having kids and, you know, being just different activity levels because it was more time with them and less time with focused on myself. But then once I got into the third, my thirties or, you know, into my forties, then it was, then it was really kind of like, I wasn't focused on them really at all. And it was more focused on me because, you know, they were getting older and they were spending all their time doing stuff. And I was spending all my time with them. Um, and, you know, it's just, I got to the point where I wasn't, I wasn't active with them, but I was more active with me and, um, you know, it just got worse. So do you mean you gain weight or? Um, uh -huh. Yeah, do, for sure. Do you remember how heavy were you at some point? Maybe the heaviest? Yeah, the, the heaviest I got, I was probably, I don't know, I was probably like 310, 320. And then once I started on my journey of health and um, fitness and, you know, just a repetitive, like I would every day I was getting more and more active. I ended up over the course of a year losing a hundred pounds. So, you know, it's, I, because I spent the time and focused on, not like a drastic weight loss and not like, a, you know, I'm going to cut out everything in my life. It was a slow, but sure. Like I just, I started losing weight because I started doing stuff and being more active on a daily basis. But over time it, it took, it had a huge positive effect. And it's not that I was focused on weight loss, I was just focused on activity and being more active in my life. And ultimately it paid off because all of a sudden, you know, a year later I was a hundred pounds lighter and I was a lot more active and I was there with my kids and for my kids because, you know, it, it was, I was just, 
every day I was doing the same thing. I was just every day I was being more active and doing more stuff. So I just want to highlight, I really appreciate uh, you sharing, but let's save the tools part for a little bit later in the podcast. But I just want to focus on um, weight um, that you said you went up to 310. Um, and I had a guest from Canada, Louise Monroe, and then she is um, she has transformed from, from overweight till like she's really great shape right now. And then she started keto diet and all that stuff. And then diabetic, um, she's like um, beat the diabetic, diabetic um, diagnosis. And it's very, um, and I feel like they have, there are a lot of stigma about weight and then health issues and the eating habits, um, especially when you get to the stage where my guest was telling me fat shaming, um, self-sabotage. And like you said, you're looking at the mirror and then, but then you still feel the need of eating more. And it's just like fat cycle and down spiral. So mm-hmm. do you have a feeling, oh my gosh, I need to eat more or like, you know, when you are gaining weight, like, you know, was it like conscious or like, or more like a subconscious? Because I know you mentioned that you are very athletic in high school and then you like, you know, gain weight in that process. Do you remember, do you recall any mental health stage? What were you thinking? Or did you get maybe some harassment or bullying comments, like mean comments and stuff? Do you remember that? It, it, no, I don't. It, it because it was, it, it wasn't like people saying anything or doing anything or treating me any differently. Um, and, and my journey was, it, it was, you know, I mean, good for, you know, good for your guest for taking that journey and making that path. Whereas mine was a little bit different. Like mine was just a slow, but sure kind of day by day type of path to where, you know, I didn't do anything spectacular or super special. I mean, like for my diet, it was just, I, I, I ate healthier. I cut out carbs. I cut out like, you know, uh, sugars, added sugar, stuff like that for activity. Like literally I just started walking every single day. So it wasn't like, um, you know, something that I made like a drastic change. It's just, I was very consistent in what I was doing, but I wasn't doing anything like out of the ordinary. It was just, I was very consistent with what I was doing. And, you know, the, the little small things that I did, like the, you know, eating better, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't cutting stuff out or, you know, eating anything like, you know, going to the, going to the grocery store and only getting this, this, and this, or anything like that. It was just, I cut out a couple different things. And then for health wise, like I wasn't going to the gym for six hours a day. It was just, I was just walking every single day and I was consistent with it. And it just, it, it paid off in the long run because, you know, I lost a ton of weight and I didn't, 
I was, because I was consistent with it, it was easy to do, you know, because I wasn't making any, you know, these drastic changes or anything like that. It was just, I was just being consistent with what I was doing, which made it easy to be consistent with that, what I was doing. So, um, yes, so that is more of the tools that uh, you can share later. But what my question was, when you are facing this adversity of uh, being maybe overweight or didn't like what you saw, do you recall any of the mental health stage? Were you sad? Were you depressed? Or do you like recall any of those moments? It, it wasn't like sad or depressed. It was just, I guess the best way to say it is like disappointed that I had let myself get to where I had gotten to, you know, to where like I looked in the mirror and I was unhappy, but it wasn't like a sad, it wasn't a depressed, it wasn't a, you know, like you know, a, a feeling of, oh God, I gotta, you know, like I'm, I'm doing so bad and I've got all this depression and I've got all this bad stuff. It was really just like, um, you know, looking in the mirror and it was just a sadness of that I had let myself go from, you know, being active, being healthier to not, um, that that's that was the biggest thing was like I had just let myself go basically. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. And then I think um would you say like when you said you are disappointed looking at yourself at that time, not not now, but at that time back then, did you have any counselor or friends, um, partnered, uh, close people that you were able to share those kind of feelings or you kind of taking it in all yourself, by yourself? Uh, actually, my accountability partners were my kids. Uh, it, it truly was like, because I had shared with them um, like very, very much like why I was doing what I was doing, why it was important that I was getting in better shape, why it was important not only to me, but why it was important to, to them. Um, and they became my accountability partners throughout of, you know, whatever I was doing, like they were there for me the whole time. Like, Hey, you know what? You're going to do this. You can do this stuff like that. So, you know, I, I didn't have like a external partner, um, in terms of like, you know, a friend or, a, a, a significant other or anything like that. It was truly my kids that were there for me because they were the ones that were holding me accountable. They were the ones that were sitting there like, dad, this is important that, you you do this because it's important to us that you're there for us short term and long term um you know so that that's that's they became my my true partners thank you so let's move 
on to the second question, which is the tools that you use to overcome. And this is my absolute favorite part of the podcast because I have over 100 guests, including yourself, and everybody who went through the challenges and adversity in their lives, they have this very unique techniques and then the real techniques that they use to combat these challenges. So I know you mentioned the consistency in eating stuff, but what are the top tools that you can share that really truly worked for you? Yeah, the 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 biggest the biggest couple things is first first and foremost is it wasn't necessarily like what I was doing, but it was why I was doing it. Like I, I did a lot of kind of looking inside myself to figure out why it was important that I get in shape and why it was important that my kids, you know, I was doing it for my kids. So that was, that was number one was, I wasn't as focused on what I was doing it was more important and it was a bigger driver for me that why I was doing it. Um, and then secondly is because like most people, you get to a point to where um, you, you've tried all sorts of different things, all sorts of different times and you've been unsuccessful so I, I, the biggest thing for me was like, I took time to figure out like what, ha, what I had failed with in the past, why I was unable to make it work in the past. Like, what were those reasons that, you know, I would try stuff and it would, I wouldn't make it or that, you know, I would get to a certain point and then I'd fall short. So I spent time like really figuring out like what those reasons were that I hadn't made it in the past so that the next time that I did this, which was this last time, like I had already identified what my, what my reasons were that I wasn't able to accomplish it. And I had a, and I put together a plan for, how to get past those things because I had already gone through it once and I had, I, I, I had identified like what those reasons were so that the next time that I went through it, like I already had a plan in place to, to make it to the next, to the next step. And it's very interesting to, hear the words short term and long term because sometimes when they are trying when people are usually trying to overcome stuff sometimes they can only see today which is a short term and sometimes it's hard to see 10 20 years from now of what you're doing today would affect that so how are you managing that kind of thought when you mentioned about short term and long-term, and then if you can say specifically what is exactly short-term means like five days today or long-term, is it like five years, 20 years, 30 years? Yeah, well, I, I, I think the biggest thing, and I know the biggest thing for me is it, 
like when I was going through everything, it wasn't necessarily like I was setting goals. I was changing my lifestyle. And that meant that it wasn't for the next one year, three years, five years, 10 years. It was for my life. And it was for the lifestyle that I was creating because, you know, being with my kids, it's like, there's no end to that. Like, I'm going to be with them. I'm going to be, I'm going to share that time with them. And that's going to be for five years, 10 years, 15 years down the road um, that I need to be there for them and be available for them. And so I just looked at it as it wasn't necessarily like a, like a goal that was like right in front of me. It truly was like for a lifetime and for the longest time, like I was changing who I was becoming for that long time so that I could always be there for them. And how are the girls doing? Well, I've got one of each. Okay. And, uh, yeah, no, they're, they're doing fantastic. I've got, my son is um, just getting into college. My daughter is a junior in high school. Um, you know, they're, they're both doing fantastically. Um, my daughter's got, well, right now she's got straight A's. Um, my son is, he's got like a three something or whatever. And, um, they're both, they're both kind of very creative in what they're doing and what they're going about, which is super cool because they're, they're writing their own path and they're doing their own things. Um, but they're also doing really well with what exactly they're focused on. And they're just starting out, you know, I mean, you know, being a junior in high school and a freshman in college, you know, the, their path is just getting going, but they're both doing really well. And they're both focused on like what they want to do. And, you know, they'll figure it out as they get, older and kind of get get more into time but um you know they've got plenty of time to figure all that stuff out being that they're you know god i mean 18 and 16 or something like that so they're they're just getting started on their on their lives and kind of their their paths so the tools that you use to overcome, you mentioned a lot about your children being a motivational uh, figure and then uh, accountability. But what do you think, I'm just curious, would have happened if you didn't make these sacrifices and changes and realization? Where do you think they might be today? Well, if, if I hadn't made these changes, I would be a lot worse. Um, I would be a lot less healthy. I would be, um, you know, with, with my kids, like I wouldn't be able to have the type of life and the type of lifestyle that I've got with them. Um, God knows what I would be like, just overall health wise, like, you know, would I be having like actual health issues? Would I be, you know, having, 
you know, breathing problems or weight problems or, you know, health, heart problems or whatever. Um, but I would definitely be a lot worse off than, than I, than I am right now. Um, and unfortunately it's like, I don't know where I'd be. And that's the, that's kind of the scary part is that if I hadn't been taking care of myself, I don't know where I would be. I mean, I might be way worse off, um, or maybe even not around if I hadn't made changes and gotten healthy. Um, you know, and the scary part is the unknown. I'm very happy that you had this realization and you're there for your children and I'm sure they appreciate you too. Yeah, they better. <laughs> well, Todd, um, I'm just personally curious as a man, as a father, um, why do you think it's important to be a positive male role model for your children and then be healthy mentally, physically, and then the tools that you use to overcome these challenges for maybe other fathers who yeah. will be listening to this podcast or maybe can relate to some of their challenges. I know I'm not a male, I'm a single mom, but as a single mom, I do have ton of pressures and I'll have a lot on my shoulder. And it's important for me to be healthy. It's I realize that I come first. If I can't take care of myself, I can't take care of my kids. Yep. But it took me a long time to realize that I come first and I have to take care of myself. So for the fathers or single parent or whoever is good, healthy figure, what do you think is the importance of it? Well, I think what you said is very important that you do have to take care of yourself. Um, you, you do have to put yourself first and take care of yourself before you start taking care of your kids because you know by doing that you're, you're able to put yourself in a position to where you're better off to help them out to be able to support them to be able to be healthier so that you're in a better spot so that you can be there for them as they get older instead of, you know, struggling yourself when times get tough for them. Um, so I, I think there's that. And uh, I think the biggest thing with, with, with kids is just, it, it's really, it's just, you have to be a support mechanism for them. You have to be there for the good times, the bad times, um, everything that they're going through um, because they're going to go through all sorts of stuff, especially as they get older. And, um, you know, you just have to be there to support them both short-term, long-term, everything um and you have to be able to be better off 
as these things come up because things are going to come up. I mean, they just are right. Uh, I mean, as a single parent yourself, you know, it's like, there's always unknowns. There's always things that, you know, you just, you, you don't even know that are going to come up that all of a sudden they just show up and you're like, Oh God, how do I deal with this? How do I handle this? And that's where you have to be a support mechanism and you have to really be open to have that, have that open conversation with them to be able to support and to be able to have a real, true, honest discussion with your, your kids because it's going to be tough sometimes and you have to be open to having that type of you know, conversation to where you can just be brutally honest with it, but at the same time, be able to be vulnerable and be open to have that open, to have that conversation, especially as things start to happen as they get a little bit older. Absolutely. So my last question for you, Todd, is a gift that came from your adversity. So what would you say a gift that came from your adversity? Uh, I think the biggest gift is it really is like my relationship with my kids. Um, you know, it, it's something that came out of me getting healthier, me being more fit. It's, you know, it turned into a lot better relationship with my kids to where, you know, instead of just having that kind of on the surface conversation with them, they turned into real honest conversations to where we could talk. We, you know, could actually have true conversations um, on both sides of it and really kind of share in each other's lives, um, you know, the good and the bad of what was a lot deeper conversation than it ever was before. So that's, that's definitely the biggest gift that, that I've gotten and that they've gotten is just being able to share in each other's lives a lot deeper conversations and a lot a lot better conversations and deeper relationships than that I had than we had before. Well, thank you very much again for coming to a gift from adversity today, Todd. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. I appreciate it. It was uh, it was it was good fun. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you to our audience for tuning in. And I hope this conversation helped you and will help you in the future and have more guests coming in. So stay tuned.